Welcome to the Evening News Network. I'm your host, Kenji Tasaka. Our top story tonight, from the New York Times, dozens are injured in shooting at nightclub in Little Rock. Dozens of people were wounded by gunfire at a nightclub early Saturday morning in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas, in what appeared to be the result of a dispute, according to police reports. The Power Ultra Lounge, a two-story club not far from the state capitol, was crowded with patrons around 2.30 a.m. when, as an MC was speaking into a microphone on stage during a lull in the music, the sound of gunfire erupted. About 30 shots rang out over 10 seconds as people screamed and ducked for cover. Club patrons later shared their accounts of the incident on social media, describing scenes of panic and bloodied victims. Kenton Buckner, the chief of the Little Rock Police Department, said at a news conference on Saturday afternoon that the shooting did not appear to be an act of terrorism. Quote, we believe that this is potentially involved gang activity, end quote. The youngest victim, he added, was 16 years old. Quote, we are looking for what we believe to be multiple suspects, end quote, said Lieutenant Stephen McLennan in a phone interview. No suspects were apprehended as of Saturday afternoon, he said. The police department said on Twitter that at least 25 people suffered gunshot wounds and at least three more were injured while they tried to flee the crowded club. It said all those injured were expected to survive. A spokeswoman for the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences Medical Center said 11 shooting victims had come in for treatment, though none had life-threatening injuries and most had been discharged by noon Saturday. A spokesman for the Baptist Health Medical Center of Little Rock said a total of nine patients had been admitted into two of its facilities. At least three were discharged on Saturday. And a spokesman in the city's CHI, St. Vincent Infirmary, said the medical center was treating three gunshot victims, one of whom remained in critical condition as of Saturday afternoon. Chief Buckner said it was concerning that an advertisement for the concert included a photograph of the headline performer, the rap artist Finesse Two Times, pointing a gun toward the camera. He said that the Memphis-based performer's real name is Ricky Hampton, and that Mr. Hampton had two warrants related to violence in other cities. The club shooting is the latest in a sting of violent crimes in Little Rock where local news outlets have reported several drive-by shootings in recent days. Quote, This is, I guess, a blip on the map that we certainly didn't need considering the history that we've had over the past week. End quote. Chief Buckner said. He said some warrants had been issued for suspects in the recent drive-bys. So at a time, quote, So at a time when you feel like you had some momentum, to get some of the individuals responsible for these shootings, we had this incident happen, end quote. The chief said. He said it was too early to tell whether the separate shootings were related. State officials revoke Power Ultra Lounge's liquor license on Saturday morning. Quote, we found this emergency action was required to preserve the public safety, health, and welfare, end quote, said Boyce Hamlet, 
the director of Alcoholic Beverage Control Enforcement in Arkansas. Bruce Moore, Little Rock's city manager, said the Power Ultra Lounge had been zoned as a restaurant, not a club and an event space. He added that he was asking the city to shut down the venue. Asa Hutchinson, the governor, called for a law enforcement strategy to address crime rates in the city and promised help from the state. Quote, Little Rock's crime problem appears to be intensifying, end quote, Mr. Hutchinson said in a statement on Saturday. Quote, Every few days it seems like a high-profile shooting dominates the news, culminating in this morning's event. This has been Evening News Network with Kenji Tasaka. Have a great night. This is the KT News Network. I'm your host, Kenji Tasaka. Tonight in World News, from the Washington Post, Pope removes German cardinal as sex abuse crisis catches up. By Nicole Winfield, Associated Press. Vatican City. Pope Francis sacked the head of the Vatican office that handles sex abuse cases Saturday, just days after he released another top Vatican cardinal to return home to stand trial for alleged sexual assault. The developments underscored how the Catholic Church's sex abuse crisis has caught up with Francis, threatening to tarnish his legacy over a series of questionable appointments, decisions, and oversights in his four-year papacy. Perhaps sensing a need to change course, Francis declined to renew the mandate of German Cardinal Gerhard Müller as perf prefect of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, the Vatican office that processes and evaluates all cases of priests accused of raping or molesting minors. Francis named Muller's deputy, Monsignor Louis Ladaria Ferrer, a Spanish Jesuit, to run the powerful office instead. During Muller's five-year term, the congregation amassed a 2,000-case backlog and came under blistering criticism from Irish abuse survivor Marie Collins, who had been tapped by Francis in 2014 to advise the church on caring for abuse victims and protecting children from pedophile priests. Collins resigned from the Papal Commission in March, citing the unacceptable level of resistance from Muller's office to heeding the commission's proposals. In May, Francis said her criticism of the slow pace in processing abuse cases was justified and announced he was adding more staff to handle the overload. Earlier this year, he also named Cardinal Sean O'Malley as a member of the congregation in hopes of ensuring better cooperation. Muller's ouster was the second major Vatican shakeup this week. On Thursday, Francis granted another Vatican hardliner, Cardinal George Pell, a leave of absence to return to his native Australia to face trial on multiple charges of sexual assault stemming from years ago. Pell has denied the charges. Still, Francis has come under criticism for having named him the powerful position of the Vatican's money czar in 2014 in the first place, given that accusations of wrongdoing had dogged him even then. Pell has been widely denounced at home for mishandling abuse cases while he was bishop and of having treated victims harshly in seeking to protect the church from abuse-related civil litigation. Quote, In the church's current emergency, 
with its third-ranking prelate soon to appear in an Australian court on child abuse charges, Pope Francis needs a CDF prefect who will work with Cardinal Sean O'Malley on the church, church's abuse crisis, not against him, said Terence McKiernan of bishopaccountability.org, an online resource of abuse documentation. Muller and Pell, who were two most powerful cardinals in the Vatican after the Vatican Secretary of State, Cardinal Pietro Parolin, their absences, coupled with Francis's earlier demotion of arch-conservative Cardinal Raymond Burke as the Vatican's chief justice, will likely create a power vacuum for the conservative wing in the Holy See hierarchy. This week's events could be seen as an attempt by Francis to turn the page, given his legacy has already been sullied by repeated failings to make good on his zero-tolerance pledge for abuse. Take, for example, the case of Reverend Mauro Inzoli, a well-known Italian priest defrocked by the Vatican for having abused children as young as 12. He had a sentence reduced on appeal to a lifetime of penance and prayer in 2014 after what his bishop said was a show of mercy from the Pope. But in November, an Italian judge convicted Inzoli of abusing five children aged 12 to 16 and sentenced him to four years, nine months in prison. The Vatican opened a new church trial against him, and his bishop announced this week that he had been definitively defrocked. Aside from the sex abuse case backlog, Francis and Muller had sparred over Francis's divisive 2016 document on family life, in which the Pope offered a cautious opening to letting divorced and civilly remarried Catholics receive communion. Church teaching holds that this, unless these Catholics receive an annulment, or a church decree that their first marriage was invalid. They are committing adultery and cannot receive communion unless they abstain from sex. Four conservative cardinals have attacked the Pope's document as vague and confusing and publicly requested that Francis clarify it. Muller didn't join their campaign, but made it clear that he disagrees with Francis's suggestion that any such decisions could be arrived at in the realm of personal discernment. This has been the KT News Network. Thank you for listening.